Adams and a rope into deep center. Can you believe it? Here's your hosts, Zach Dillard and Corey McCartney. Since Mike Fulton-Nevich replaced Kevin Gosman in the Braves rotation on August 8th, Atlanta ranks 9th in starter ERA and 7th in starter war. Atlanta's rotation is clearly in the best shape it's been this season. Welcome into another edition of the Chopcast. Sitting with me is Corey McCartney. I am Zach Dillard. And Corey, if we just look at Atlanta's most veteran right-handers, Teron and Fulton-Nevich, Julio claims a 3-4-2 ERA in August, and Fulte, since he's come back, has a 3-9-1 ERA in 23 innings. Both are having a very good month. The rotation in general is having an extremely good month. If the season ended today, though, which pitcher is most likely to get a playoff start? I, you know, I think we have to take into mind who would they be playing, right? I mean, I think that's going to be a major factor here right now. Obviously, it's the Cardinals who have a three-game lead uh, over the Cubs in the National League Central. And, you know, it's interesting because this Cardinals team, you know, as a whole, hits below league average against righties. They've only seen right-handed pitching uh, in terms of starters against the Braves this season. Tehran started two games. Mike Soroka started two games. And Fulte started two games. Tehran has been masterful against them at an 0-9-0 ERA in 10, in 10 innings. He's not given up a home run against them. I mean, clearly that was the off-base version of Fulte that we saw early in the season, the one that needed to go back down to the to AAA to get himself right, and, he, and he's clearly uh, been far superior than the one that we saw earlier in the year. But this version of Tehran has just been so steady and so good. And I mentioned this to you startling to me and I and I think you kind of have to and you had to go look at the game logs to realize this he's had 16 starts this season in which he's around allowed one earned run or less the Braves single season record is Greg Maddox with 20 he also by the way did it uh, 18 times twice and Glavin did it 18 times twice I think Tehran's got a since an absolutely realistic shot to get to flirt with 20 of these. I mean, he's been so steady and, and just giving them a chance to win uh, every time. I, I would not be surprised if given the matchup and the Cardinals issues, by and large with right-handed pitching, that Tehran gets that opportunity. Yeah, I would think the steadiness of Tehran, too, weighs into this, is that he's been doing it all season. Yep. Maybe Mike fulton goes on a run here at the end of the season. And this kind of changes the calculus. But as we sit here on August 27th, it makes a lot of sense, first and foremost, that Tehran is in this conversation because he has been that good. The I, I, I want to start at the beginning. Mike Soroka and Dallas Keuchel seem like healthy locks to be playoff starters. Correct. Regardless of who uh, the opponent is, however things match up. Because keep in mind last year, Alex Anthopoulos, after the Braves were eliminated from the playoffs, he said that Julio Tehran would have started against Colorado based on the matchup, but he was not going to start against Los Angeles because of the matchup. So we know that the front office, taking that into account, we know the front office weighs in opponent when it comes up with its playoff rotation. I think every front office has to at least keep that in mind, cognizant of that when you go into a playoff rotation. At the same time, Mike Soroka and Dallas Keuchel, um, Soroka has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. You brought in Keuchel for this specific purpose, and he's now given up one run his last three starts. He seems like he's really finding it. Then you fall into this mix of Max Freed, Julius Ron, Mike Volnevich. A team like the Cardinals would make a lot of sense to go with right-handers, and that's not to take anything away from Max Freed. 
who has been the this team's second best pitcher by a significant margin this season. Last season, he excelled in that bullpen role. They could go back to that with this year again with Max Fried. They could say he's just been too good down the stretch. Mm-hmm. We have to give him a start. But Tehran makes a lot of sense, and I think just really keeping right-handers in mind for the a Cardinals team in particular, not looking too far ahead, but this is who they would play if the season ended today. Uh, Paul DeYoung, right-hander, uh, right-handed bat. Marcelo Ozuna, right-handed bat. Paul Goldschmidt, right-handed bat. Ozuna's really the only guy that's really torched right-handers um, this season. Everyone else is kind of around or below league average against right-handers. So um, I think Julio, to your point, as good as he's been, as steady as he's been, has earned that right unless things, you know, kind of go haywire here in September and Mike Fulton Evans just clearly outperforms him. I think he's in line to, at this point, to get that start. And a lot of this conversation stems from how good Tehran was Monday against the Rockies. I mean, he's now riding a streak of 13 innings, uh, having, you know, not allowed a run. Uh, I mean, you look outside of that, that outing against the Mets on August 15th, six runs. I mean, he's a one nine two ERA over nine starts dating back to June 29th. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just been really, really steady. I, you know, I've said this so many times. Big shout out to the Marlins, by the way. But yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the the competition hasn't been, but this Cardinals team doesn't hit very well. And he's but he's faced them twice. Yeah. You know, and it, as much as you might say, yeah, he's you know he got to the Mets when the, they weren't clicking, and and he obviously had a lot of start against the Marlins. We're having this conversation. One, because he just had a really good outing yesterday against what we know is a, is a good Rockies offense. And then secondarily, because he has pitched really well twice against this Cardinals team that if things yeah. were to end right now, he'd yeah, you can't really Yeah, you can't really make that you know case that he's just – I mean, he just went against Washington uh, during that series win, yeah. allowed two earned runs yep. uh, over six and two-thirds. He just went to Coors Field, had six uh, scoreless innings out in Coors. The time before that, he allowed one earned run against Washington in five and two-thirds innings, uh, five strikeouts. I'm just kind of going down the list of his last, you know, good, you know, good opponents that he's faced here in the second half, and he's he's held up. Um, yeah, he and just I, had know, that one start against against a, a red hot New York Mets team. Things fell apart for mm-hmm. him after the after that game. He came out and he's like, I just didn't have it today. And then he went and rebounded, of course, seven scoreless against Miami and now six scoreless against Colorado. And I mentioned to you before we came on, if and I think we both anticipate at this point, since he's been this good, the Braves will pick up his option for the 2020 season. But if he doesn't, I mean, if you're the Rockies and you've seen him be this good, he's allowed two earned runs, uh, two home runs, two two home runs in at, at Coors Field. Yeah, I mean, and he's been really good against that Rockies. Well, the Braves, uh, no matter really what, the Braves should not let Julio walk. No, I if agree. They, if they don't have plans for Julio in the 2020 rotation, they need to pick up his option and then trade him uh, because yeah, he has sensation. plenty of value for plenty of teams out there. They should not let him walk uh, with that option. Um, 28 what, starts in the season. I know. He what a league. That's, that's who he is. I mean, this is why he is still on this roster heading into the season because he had – a couple rough out, a couple rough seasons, but he was always healthy, and he's an innings eater. And regardless of what their plans are for 2020, I expect now Julio to be around, uh, simply because we haven't seen the steps forward so far. We haven't seen steps forward from guys like Kyle Wright, Tuki Toussaint, Bryce Wilson. I, I that leads me to believe they will keep Julio around again. If they don't, uh, he still has value by picking up that option. 
Every episode of ChopCast and ChopCast Live is exclusively outfitted by Baseballism. Stop by Baseballism Atlanta on Battery Avenue and mention Fox Sports South at any point during the 2019 season to receive a 10% discount. For both ChopCast and Baseballism, it's a baseball thing. And now, back to the show. What do we make of Mike Soroka? Or Mike Soroka. He's pretty good. Uh, Mike Fulnevich. And uh, since he's come back to this team, um, I, I mentioned this in the column on Sunday. It felt like, and it, it this is the reality, it's not just a feeling, throughout this season, if you go like month to month, there would be two, three, maybe even four dating back to May, two or three guys mostly clicking at the same time in this rotation. Then it seems like the other, it was kind of a roller coaster in the other spots in this rotation. Right now, they go one through five. I mean, every single day they're getting, it seems, a good start. Uh, turning the rotation over, and Mike Fulne- Mike Fulnevich has a lot to do with that, and I don't want to downplay, um, and I know there's a bit of a small sample size, but I don't want to downplay what he's brought to them, which is this consistency, and this eight-game winning streak that was snapped in Colorado was built on pitching. It was, you know, this this offense hasn't been, you know, a juggernaut during that during that stretch. What do you make of Mike Fulnevich, uh, even if he doesn't get a playoff start, do you expect him to make a playoff roster? Um, where are you at with Fulty right now? I mean, he looked so good last time out against the Mets, you know, going toe-to-toe with DeGrom. He looked, I mean, that looked like all-star Fulty, you know, in that one. When you when you run through the the line on him to go seven innings, just allow a one run, you know, seven strikeouts in that game. I mean, he's... He's gotten progressively better, and I think he's now getting you know to get through this to get into seven like that. I think was was big time for him. You know that was an issue earlier last year that he just wasn't going deep into games. Uh, you know, obviously the time before they still they beat the Dodgers, but you know he's out in the fifth. Uh, I think that was that was just a really positive outing for him uh, to to perform like he did against the Mets and go toe to toe with Chagall. And he hasn't been a uh, he hasn't been you know gifted anything since he got back. No. His first start back, uh, he was on the game yesterday just talking about going against that Twins lineup. It's like, welcome back to the majors, yeah. uh, Mike Fultonevich. So he's been tested, and um, certainly the slider, everything kind of comes back to that, about keeping that down, um, keeping that away from bats and missing bats more. Um, I, I'm, I've been encouraged by this group. I think right now I would put it, Probably as their sec, I, I still think when the offense is at its uh, is at its healthiest, that is still the strength of this team. It is their number one uh, weapon. But right now, with how with how banged up they've been and how many you know kind of a patchwork lineup they have to put together every day, I'd say this rotation is really their their number one strength. And I know the bullpen's been very good uh, of late, but it just this rotation right now. Um, you know, kind of knock on wood for them. I'm sure this is going to jinx something, but this is this is the strength of this team right now, as we said in late August, until this offense gets back and healthy. Yeah, I mean, you're certainly the top end of that offense. You know, you're that, they're, that's they're gonna, yes, right. yeah, and there you got two MVP candidates. Three, you know, would you be stunned if they got three guys in the top ten? The way that Donaldson has put this together. I mean, if you have three guys with 40 home runs and. Uh, you know, four or five war uh, seasons from all of them. No, I mean, uh, it can happen. I still think that um, I think uh, Freddie Freeman is the anchor of this group. Acuna is the most 
valuable when you factor everything into the equation. I think that um, Donaldson will get some votes. I think he's always going to be on the outside looking in uh, this season. But, um, yeah, definitely, it, it will not surprise me. They're, they're all going to get votes, and, and that goes for on the other side, too. You know, I, is going to get some Cy Young votes. And I think it's been three things. I mean, you mentioned how good the starting pitching's been, but certainly the, the top end of that lineup is, is a major factor. And then the bullpen. I mean, they went, you know, before they had, they had that run of 25 consecutive scoreless innings, they had a 7-1-3 ERA before that. Melanson has been great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've just they they turned it around in a hurry and and you know it's not the combination that I think we thought it was going to be you know where we thought you know, when the deals were made that they were going to have you know a guy in green that was going to be the closer Melanson has stepped into that role and you know looks like Melanson of old uh, that that to me has been maybe the the most underlying positing positive development uh, over this last uh, week plus is how how great that bullpen's been and help and help is on the way i don't know how much they're going to use different guys but yeah you know players like Kyle Wright Bryce Wilson Tugi Dusan Darren O'Day maybe Darren O'Day yeah. is on the way back maybe yeah. um Oscar Noah um there's there there are going to be options for them to fall back on that bullpen um so, some some other pieces for them as you know rosters expand as well as when the minor league season ends i'm not sure how they're going to utilize all of those guys but a player like um i've said this on multiple occasions now i still think Kyle Wright can help this team this season i'm not necessarily saying in a playoff sense but i could envision a scenario where um Kyle Wright picks up as hot as he's been in triple a when Eddie picks that up and you know that translates to the bullpen this year here in september there are some possibilities here for them also to find some help from that bullpen from the young guys that really, you know, if if I had to if I had to kind of put this in perspective for the season, I expected more out of so many of their young pitchers. It has been masked by the fact that they've gotten so much out of Soroka and Freed, but you know, there's still time for them to get something out of Wright, Tukey, uh, Wilson. Um, I I'm not expecting Ian Anderson uh, given given the group they still have, but um, it, it could be it could be a fascinating September for them in terms of how many young guys they still have down there that I think you and I both expect more out of, especially a guy like Tukey, who was so good last year. Um, yeah, and he had a really together. rough outing. I know. A really rough outing last night. Yeah. Yep. And Kyle Wright's been the one that's just been lights out uh, down there in Gwinnett and just hasn't seemed to put it together up here at the Major League level, but could they save some innings? Could they skip starts for some guys? Um, you know, after that fourteen-game stretch, if they handle their business against Washington and Philadelphia, um, they're really going to be in a nice sweet spot of not necessarily chasing the top spot, unless the Dodgers implode. But that just doesn't seem like likely to happen. Um, they could really rest some players and give some young guys some opportunities um, and kind of save some. Save some guys' legs. The only unfortunate thing is that team that's chasing them, the Nationals, that, that's is, what I was, is like, right there. Well, and, what I'm you know, saying gonna, is if they handle their business during that stretch. I mean, you're going to have to get through. I mean, you're talking about the middle of September at that point. Yeah. Maybe you use those last couple of weeks. Right. That's You know, yeah. that you can dial some guys uh, back a little bit. But, you know, it's – and it's the pitching equivalent of a Denny Hechevarria coming up and, 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 and Francisco Cervelli and – you know, just those guys that are Rafael Ortega that are coming out of nowhere and having those moments. They've got 
they they've got the pitching versions of those guys coming when rosters expand. Yeah, and uh, the Nationals have the pitching version of the twenty seven Yankees. Yeah, uh, lineup it seems, uh, and that's that's going to be the challenge right now. And I know we're talking about playoffs, and you know the Braves have, I believe, by most projections, over a ninety nine percent chance of making the playoffs. Um, but uh, it's not as secured with the division, given the fact that you have to go against uh, Washington in that rotation. And, you know, you might have to face Max Scherzer for once this year. Uh, that that will not be fun uh, for anybody. But Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin really leading that group on a, uh, on a bit of a tear. And the Braves now five and a half games up in the division. They still have to feel pretty good about their chances uh, of holding on to this, especially with the pitching that they've been getting lately. He's Corey McCartney. I'm Zach Dillard. We'll see how everything shakes out for this division and more as we head on into September. Rosters are just about to expand. You can find all of our coverage at Fox Sports Braves on Twitter. You can always follow this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. So once again, find all of our written work on FoxSportsSouth.com. We'll see you guys in the next time.